When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. All right, fans, welcome into the program. If you know it by now, this is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. Of course, I am joined by Lauren Campbell and Jess Thomas, and this episode is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves that great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter that promo code Celtics. Again, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook, just search Red Sox Beat Podcast. Obviously, get all the best written content you possibly can with the uh, coverage on CLNSRadio.com. Headed up by Jess Thomas himself. Lots to talk about today, guys. This is, uh, it's off-season, but the Red Sox made a move today. We'll get to that. Uh, I got David Price stuff to talk about. And what would a Red Sox Beat episode be without us talking about Hanley Ramirez? Because it kind of comes up every single show we do. Um... One big chip has falled, has fell in the pitching world. We'll talk about a pitcher signing with the Tigers um, and a pitcher, another big name pitcher, not signing anywhere. Turned down an offer. So we'll get to a bunch of stuff. Um, but first, let's start with this, guys, because this is Red Sox related. And, you know, again, we are a Red Sox podcast. Um, Chris Young today, former, of the, former outfielder from the Yankees, signed with the Red Sox. It's going to be a multi-year deal. We don't have the parameters yet for this deal. Um, we just know it's going to be multi multi years. Um, it seems like that he he's going to be signed as the fourth outfielder, but reports earlier in the off season said that he's looking to be a starter, and the Red Sox were looking at him earlier in the off season as a starter. So conflicting reports. Which one would you guys rather him be? Slash, are you okay with him coming to the team? Just overall impressions. Well, I'm glad that he signed today so that we could talk about it on the show because we've had a good time, great time. <laughs> we've had a couple yeah, shows time. where things have not worked out quite quite so well timing-wise, so happy about that. Um, in terms of the deal, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have, have him be a fourth outfielder. I don't know if you necessarily want him to be your starter. He's definitely a good platoon guy. He has been good in the past in his career. I mean, earlier in his career, he had a 32 homer season. He's had a 27, 22, 20, so he's had some good good home run years. Terrible averages. His average for his career is 235, but Look for a little bit of power. 14 homers last year. You know, maybe driving a couple runs. Uh, he's very good against lefties. So I think a good signing overall. It's not some like deal breaker, greatest player in the world, but he could definitely be a guy who could help out, especially against lefties. Platooning with Bradley Jr. We still have him. Yeah, I see him as more as a fourth outfielder. I don't see him really starting, especially with our plethora of outfielders that we have. And I thought it was really random, a kind of a random signing. I I expected a a pitching signing, a big pitching fi- signing to be to be first. I, we kind of need starting pitching, and we go and get an outfielder. See, I expect the big pitching domino to fall at the winter meetings. I really do. Because they're around each other for a few days. Uh, GMs are there. Agents are there. I feel like that's kind of where the, a lot of the dirty, the big dirty contracts come into play, is at the winter meetings. Uh, that was where I believe Kurt Schilling was done, leading up to the winter meetings, if not at the winter meetings. Um, 
as much as we all hated it, Carl Crawford was done at the winter meetings. Um, so I, I kind of feel like that's kind of a place for those kind of deals to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear David Price fall going into the winter meetings. Um, that being said, I'm okay with this signing. We definitely needed some depth. We didn't have a fourth outfielder. Now you do. Um, I'll throw in a little conspiracy theory later on in the show when we get to other stuff to go along with Chris Young, because what would the show be without something crazy from my mouth? Um, but I think overall, on the surface, I think it's okay. He's good against uh, left-handed pitching. Career, I think he's like 260-something. Last year, he hit obscenely like 3-something against left-handed pitching. Um, but his, his home run numbers, numbers, like Jess mentioned, are there. And I think that overall, he's good for this team. It adds some more depth. And I think that it would have been less controversial to fans if this was later on in the offseason but because i think it because it was first i think that's where the problem lies with a lot of people who i'm because i'm seeing negative stuff on twitter yeah well i mean i feel like this stuff happens all the time where there's one random signing that no one expects at all it's just like well and they got some random player that is a lot lower profile i feel like that happens a lot so kind of chalk it off to one of those things but yeah i've seen some negativity about it too but i mean having an extra guy i know he's older but he's uh, 32 but Having an extra guy can never hurt because you, you need a fourth outfielder. You do. You can't just have three. Well, yeah, and there's some seasons where you have like so many guys at a position, and then all of a sudden half of them get hurt, and then you're like, oh, I wish we had that guy and that guy. Like once they get rid of them and things like that. So I think it's good to get an extra guy. And also, just in terms of the winter meetings, you were talking about how uh, a deal might fall. And just for people who don't know, the winter meetings are December 6th through 10th. So soon. Yep. Yeah, it's right around the corner which is very exciting. Um, sticking with Chris Young for a minute, I don't know if you guys have thought about this. I know I have a bit. Um, just We don't know the exact numbers, obviously, of this contract. It probably won't be announced until the end of the week, it sounds like. So we have a few days to speculate here. What do you guys think would be a good deal for Chris Young? Mind you, it's, two, it's probably going to be a two-year deal. I was going to say between two and three years. Um, maybe, maybe four, if we're stretching it. Um I don't think it's going to be crazy money. I don't think we're going to be talking like hundreds of millions of dollars. I, but, I mean, you never know with Dombrowski and and the Red Sox. But I'm thinking between two and four years. Yeah, I'm thinking probably two years, too. Maybe three. Money-wise, I have no idea. I, I never can figure out what they're going to give <laughs> who. I, I'm terrible with that stuff, so I'm not even going to make myself look dumb and give a number. That's your job, Jess. Think- oh, Jess, you're going to be lame and not give me a number. That's dumb. But either way, um, I think I think he's. It's probably going to be two or three years. I'm leaning towards the third year because of the way he played last year, and I think the Red Sox wanted to make sure they got him for some reason. Dombrowski likes him a lot. Um, he hit like you said. He hit so well against right-handed hitters in his in his um, last year. I think he hit three something. So that's crazy. Um, and his number and his home run numbers were up. I'm I'm leaning towards two or three years at around ten mil a year. Um, so right around Shane Victorino numbers. For what he had, I think his contract was three and thirty-nine. Same with Mike Napoli. So I think it'd probably be in that ballpark, um, especially because he played so well yes last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if obviously they were probably going to overpay for the guy. Um, but you guys really aren't going to give me a number. See, I w- I didn't want to. I just didn't want to. It's not a matter of looking bad because I know that you don't mind looking bad. But no, I give. <laughs> I give. Too that's, not the re- that's not the reason. I just, I'm just not educated enough about salaries to make a prediction of that would make any sense. He'd <laughs> be like two years, eighty-two million. <laughs> <laughs> two years, three million. <laughs> One point five per year. <laughs> Do you think he's worth ten million a year? Not really. No, I'm going more like seven. Okay, fine. I'll say two years, 
seventeen million. Okay. Is that reasonable? See, you get that's all, how hard. That is actually that was a good one. Well, oh, yeah. now you like I'm in the right ballpark of what it probably will be. <laughs> I could be in the wrong ballpark. I could be starting you off in the wrong corner. Well, then I guess if that's not what happens, then I can just blame you. <laughs> you I'm okay with that. I'll take all the blame. That's fine. So, Lauren, give us a number. Now you have to, Lauren. <laughs> um, I, well, two years, like 14, 14 and a half-ish. On the cheap side, yeah. I see. I think even more than that. He played really well last year. They'll overpay for him. It's weird. It's like they're going to overpay for David Price. Like when you hear multi-year, I think like six years. But with him, I'm think like I think multi-year just sounds weird for two years, even though yeah, it is. But I don't know. I don't like I don't like multi-year if it's not going to be more than three or four years. <laughs> but here's the thing, like I mean, 252, 14 homers, 42 RBI last year. It's not. It's not like he's that good. I don't. They're decent numbers, and they can certainly help a ball club. But ten million years—that seems like a lot for numbers that aren't that good. Maybe I'm crazy. No. Yeah, I think they're looking for the defense too. It's a combination of both. I think he's a better hitter than Jackie Bradley. I'm—I'm I'm safe to say, and I'm pretty sure it's not that much of a bold statement to say this. He's Jackie Bradley insurance. He's JBJ insurance for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because what you're, if he, yeah, what if Jackie Bradley comes to his normal self? Then what? Then you're screwed if you're banking on him. That's what I was gonna say. What if what if he starts the season and for the first three months hits 125 with one home run and two RBI? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this again. Yeah. yeah. So um, you have to have insurance for him. I think he's because if he is, comes in as your fourth, but he ends up starting, I wouldn't mind him as a starter. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want it for a whole season, but at least for like a period of time, maybe if we need it. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good fill-in, and if he needs to start, so be it. But I don't think he's coming in here as a starter by any means. If he wants to come in and give me twenty-five, thirty-two home runs, cool. <laughs> but of course, he can be our starter, but I don't think he's going. Yeah, to. I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's doing that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think he'll be in the twenties. Small ballpark. You got to remember where, he, where he's coming to. True, he's coming to Fenway, so his doubles might increase for sure. They better playing in this ballpark. Um, so I, I think it's either way. I still think it's a good signing. Um, they probably will overpay for him. I really think they will because he played so well last year. So fa- uh, fans might be up in arms about it. But in a couple months, when we make another signing, they'll forget about Chris Young because he's not a big name. You know, he's not that kind of guy. So either way, I kind of like it. I like that he's Don Browse. He's making moves first. Kimbrel, then this. Obviously, Kimbrel is a little more of a big skill type thing. But um, I like what he's doing. He's, he's not sitting back and waiting. And uh, he's he's improving the team. I think the two things he's done so far is an improvement. And I think that this is only going to help moving forward. Now, moving forward, um, big news come out. I mean, not, we're not shocked by this, but someone actually made it public that the Red Sox, going into the winter meetings, are looking to dear, uh, deal our good old friend Hanley Ramirez. Which, oh, man. Damn it. About, <laughs> about damn time, guys. I mean, we all knew this, they were looking, but now that they announced it, is it good on them to have brought it and made it public? Yes. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't see that it would really matter. I don't think it's a secret that, <laughs> that they wanted to get rid of him this, since the second they got him. Basically, I, I mean, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think anyone would have been fooled by the whole. Oh, we're just trying to keep. We're going to go with them. Just you know, what I mean, like to try to make it worth more. But like in my head, I automatically went to that. Was well, if you if you think if people don't think you're getting rid of them, they might call with a little more interest. Whereas now, if you say you're dealing him, people kind of know. Even though they already kind of did know, now they know you're desperate because now they know. Oh yeah, they don't like Hanley. They're gonna. They're, that's for sure now. They're getting rid of him. We can get him on the cheap, and now they're gonna have to eat like at least half his salary if they want to get rid of him. Well, maybe they're 
playing the the not Jared card, where they're being out in the open and saying what they think instead of... Uh, no one does that, Jess. Secret. No one does that. No one does That's that. That's what they're doing, right? They're, they're saying we want to get rid of them, so take them. Yeah. I th- maybe, they, maybe they haven't fielded any phone calls for them, and now they're saying this to maybe maybe they'll think they'll get something some bites. Maybe they haven't got any phone calls. Maybe they just maybe they just want to see what they can get if they make it public. I mean, it's worth trying to see what you can get, but, I mean, if I was the Red Sox, I'd want to eat half a salary if I had to just to get rid of them. I think it'd be worth it. I'm still convinced he's going to be your first baseman next year. Well, as Cafardo said in, in his article where we found this, he said that there's still huge hurdles to cross before a trade could happen, such as the the salary and and what he what positions he can actually play in the field if he does get traded to another team. He said that the Mariners, Cafardo said the Mariners, Orioles, and Angels seem to be the most interested, but even at that, still not even sure how much interest they really have. So it doesn't look like anything's like in the forefront. Like, all right, we're getting rid of them, but it's still it's still going to take a lot. So probably if you had to make a prediction, like you're saying probably will still be here, but God, we can hope he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Attached to this, we saw rumors, too, that the Red Sox are linked to Chris Davis and that possibility of happening as well. Does the, if Hanley stays, because I'm putting this at like 90%, he's your first baseman next year, does it make sense to bring in Chris Davis anyway? I don't think so, because you have Brock Holt and you have Travis Shaw, possibly, you you have plenty of players, like, stop it. (laughs) I, if they want Hanley to just sit in the bench and whine and complain and have an attitude if they get Chris Davis, I guess that would work. But <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't want Chris Davis. I don't really like Chris Davis as a player. Um, his numbers would stay up because he's playing at Fenway, so it would be a shorter distance than playing in Baltimore for his homer, homer total-wise. And last year he had an okay year, but I just I don't know. I just don't see him long-term as a good fit, and I'd rather have them go somewhere else or just let Travis Shaw develop. Well, Davis is definitely good. I mean, he led the AL in home runs last year with 47, and he's led the AL before that, and two years ago with 53. Um, but he's just, I don't know. I get tired of guys who strike out a ton. I know sometimes you think it's worth it for the home runs and everything, but I'm not a giant fan of him either, and I just, I don't know. Like, I got, I started to wear on Mike Napoli just too many strikeouts, and like, if we had someone like Chris Carter who, hits 30 home runs, but strikes out 450 times. Would you not want... Okay, I'm on the same boat, but what if it was, say, Chris Bryant, who's young and does that? Mm, I'd still lean towards someone who can actually hit and hit home runs. I just like well-rounded players, and if you strike out a ton, it's just... I don't feel like you're as well-rounded as you could be if if you do that. Yeah. What if that guy guy strikes out a lot, hits like 260, 270, and puts the ball in the seats? But you can have somebody who hits you know, 280, 290, and not strike out and still hit the ball into the seats. But you're, say it's a difference of, like, 15 home runs. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want somebody at the plate, like, just said Mike Napoli, when he gets to the plate, like, right, here comes, here comes a strikeout, he's not going to do anything. And it's just, it's not a good feeling to have when you're watching your team and you're like, ugh, not this guy. Like, I don't want that feeling when I see somebody at the plate. Can I also tell you how amazing it is that we, how much respect we've lost for Mike Napoli as a player in like a, two years? Well, yeah, he had such a poor year last year. I still love he him. Cr- and he, he was a huge help. It's just like I said, t- strikeouts just get tiring. How quick of a drop off was that? Because he didn't strike out too much the year, the year they won the World Series. I think he did. 
but it was just that was such a fun year and like beards and <laughs> <laughs> like no beards. you couldn't hate anybody on this. <laughs> what an excuse okay, what an excuse for that. He struck out a lot, but beards. <laughs> <laughs> it was the year of beards. It was But the beard, so it's okay. Like that's what I okay. I feel like nobody that year thought of strikeouts and terrible averages for batters and it was just like, Wow, they're I hope this guy hits a home run so they can pull on each other's beards. <laughs> yeah, no, Jared, though, you're, you're definitely wrong. He had 187 strikeouts in 2013. Almost 200. But how many homers did he hit, though? 23. Yeah, how many did he hit last year? Uh, for us, 13. Total? For us, 13, 18 total between the two teams. Hmm. I guess it's not as big of a difference as it felt. Maybe it just felt worse because the team sucked. His strikeouts have gone down since that year, but that year it was very high. It must have just felt worse because the team was not good. Yeah. Like, at all. That's always how it feels. Probably the case. It just seems like he never came up in big situations Right. last year when he was here. Rather, as in 2013, he always hit in the big spots. Yeah, you're right. But he didn't have a lot of... I feel like he didn't play that much, but he did. He just couldn't hit he, crap. He played a lot. He just sucked when he played. Yeah, two, 207 average. That's pretty bad. So I guess the be- beards blinded me. I guess I guess Lauren's right. <laughs> beards. Yeah, long story short, strikeout guys, I can take them or leave them. Prefer to leave them. Okay, so... Let's tie this together, then, because this is kind of why I want to talk about Hanley then, too. Because now that Hanley's willing to be dealt, and you sign Chris Young, do you think it would take Hanley, some younger kids, and maybe one of those three outfielders, or two outfielders, I'm not telling Mookie Betts, to get rid of Hanley? And is that why they signed Chris Young, in case that happened? Hmm. Interesting thought. I don't, I don't know if I want to give up that much to get rid of him. It might... What if it was what if it was Hanley, Ruzne Castillo, and maybe another prospect for for somebody else and I don't know who it would be, I don't know. For something in return. And but you'd get rid of Hanley in, in the prospect. Yeah. If you're getting rid of Hanley, absolutely. Well that's my point. Like yeah. Hanley's in this package. It's Hanley, say Ruzne Castillo, and prospect X for say Brian Johnson, sorry Lauren, for someone from the other team. Just to get rid of Hanley. I'd let go of him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would do it if it's not like someone like top tier. Like Castillo's been a bust somewhat, and like someone like Johnson, not as high tier. I would do that. What if it's Henry Owens? What if it's Henry Owens? I think it'd be worth it. I'd like to get something good for it, but just to get Hanley's attitude out of the anywhere not even close to here would be good. It, it depends on who you're trading the team, because obviously we don't know who that would even be. But we have an idea, but I don't even want to go that far because I don't think it's going to happen. But what do you think? Could, I think you can get something decent in return. Because I know the favor of them is would be taking Hanley off your hands, but if you're giving them three players who could play now, because I still think Henry Owens can pitch right now, then you have to get something decent in return, don't you? Yeah, I think you'd get something good for that. If you're giving them someone like Castillo, who has potential to be good, someone like Owens, who I agree is ready to pitch right now, and getting rid of Hanley, who could potentially be good if he's in the right situation, uh, you could you could probably get something pretty good for that. Yeah, I mean, if you're throwing in prospects, like good prospects, and you know, somebody's supposed to be a good outfielder, and Hanley does have a good bat, but he, it's the attitude that I just, I can't get past, and I think, if you're, like I said, if you're throwing in prospects, you should be getting somebody good in return. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's why I'd be more willing to throw Henry Owens in there, because if you throw him in there, you know you're getting something better back, because he's a top prospect, rather, than Brian Johnson. Right. Uh, so I think I'd be willing to do something like that. I think that's what they're thinking. I really do. Not just to say I'm right, but like I think that's what they're trying to do. Is That's why they got Chris Young in here. 
either if it's all state Pat, he'd be your fourth outfielder, and I'm cool with that too. But I think there, him bringing in Chris Young means he's shopping an outfielder, and he just wants to have security with a good, decent player in case that actually happens. And then he, he doesn't want to find himself, um, Dombrowski that being, with no third outfielder if that happened really quickly. Yeah, if you get rid of Castillo and then Hanley with that and then put Chris Young in left field, I think that's totally worth it. Yeah. Would you do it if it was Jackie Bradley? I'd be less inclined to, just because I think that Castillo's more set because he is older. Yep. I mean, he showed he showed flashes, but he 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 had better numbers than Chris Young. I mean, who knows what Young can do? But to to get rid of him and to get rid of Hanley and get something good for it, and then have Young be the potential starter, that's that's not too bad. I think Chris Young's numbers would go up at Fenway. I think they will go up at Fenway. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like I know, I know Yankee Stadium's not that big either, but it, that's more just right field. Fenway's small everywhere except for the triangle. I wouldn't be surprised if his doubles numbers and his homers go up. So I'd be safe trading either one of them as long as they don't trade Mookie Betts. I don't think they will trade Mookie Betts. I don't think he'll even be on the trading block. But Jackie Bradley, I think, is on there. Obviously, Castillo's on there. So yeah, we'll see. I, be t- Sorry, go ahead. As long as. There's something, to, a package to get rid of Hanley, ship him out. How fast a year changes things? I wanted to try Mookie Betts a year ago. <laughs> you did. You really did. And I was excited I to get did. Hanley. <laughs> I was adamant about that. I was adamant about trading Mookie Betts. I was like, guys, you can do that. Go get a pitcher. Like, trade Mookie Betts. Which, granted, I would still defend that because it, he hadn't had this incredible year yet. Um, so now I, I, I see what he is, and he's a stud, and I don't see why you'd ever get rid of him. Um, there's two guys... Th- I would actually only say two guys on this team that are untradeable to me, and that's Mookie Betts and Xander Bogus. Other than that, have at it. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, Eduardo, I would keep Eduardo Rodriguez. He could be really good. I guess that's fair. I, I don't keep, know about untradeable, but close to untradeable. He's, like, he's close on the line. I would say if it was something really good, I would give him up, but it'd be very reluctantly. Um, I'd give up um, Rodriguez before I'd give up Owens. Yeah, really? other way around. I'd give up Rod- I'd give up Owens first. Yeah. I think Rodriguez has more potential, and I think he showed more guts last year. For the I don't. Stage. I don't disagree. I just I'd prefer to have. Then, I mean, not that Rodriguez isn't good. I'm not taking any way anything away from him, but I think I'd rather have Owens here. Yeah, I mean, I prefer to not get rid of either of them either, but it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's silly <laughs> talk. I think Rodriguez is more untradeable, at least at this point. Yeah, I, I think that either way is right. I don't Obviously, we don't know. It's really early, so it's only November, almost December. Um, we don't know what Chris Young signing means for this team long-term for the rest of the offseason. We don't know what he's going to do. We just know that Dombrowski's being very proactive, which I love because I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of this team just letting things happen and then not getting what they want because they waited. Um, and uh, it's very exciting to hear see this happen. Uh, we all know my feelings on Craig Kimbrell, and that was very exciting for me. Uh, Chris Young's another good ad, I think. Obviously, we I still want them to get pitching, and I think that's the number one priority. And leading to that, I think David Price is the number one priority. I still think he's on the top of the list. I'm gung-ho, he's who he, Dombrowski wants, which isn't surprising because they brought him to Detroit for a reason. He liked him, and now that he's here, he wants David Price. David Price has already said he's not going to Toronto. That's a thing. That's a report. Yeah. He's not going back to Toronto. He's want to go back to Toronto. This pretty much sets up nicely. In other reports that arrival 
um, executives believe that David Price is going to the Red Sox. I mean, it's it's interesting to read all these reports and to see you know, what all these people are saying, that he's not going back to Toronto, that Boston's a front-runner if they're going to bid $40 million over everyone. That, that's a little insane. But if you think about it, um, Jordan Zimmerman just signed, and he got 22 23 per year. Yeah, it was 5 and 110. So, I mean, that kind of sets the stage for what Price should get. Price will get more than of that. Of course he's going to get more point. than that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But Zimmerman's a very good pitcher. Zimmerman has really proven himself. And then you have Price, who's still out there, still browsing free agency. And I don't... I think I don't think he's going to end up in Boston, but I won't be surprised if he does. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just it's a lot of money, and we've wasted a lot of money on pitchers and outfielders before. So yeah, but not Dombrowski. Dombrowski will spend the money. Yeah, but I don't know. We know who I want. So yeah, you just don't want him. You want Cueto. That's why. I do look. I think this is happening. I really do. Um, I think they're going to they're willing to spend the nose for their guy. This is who they want. They know they they know they screwed up with the Lester situation, and they told Dombrowski. Do what you have to do. And that's why these reports are out there. They're willing to spend $40 million more than the opposing GMs. That's a lot of money. So the only way I don't think this is happening is if David Price really doesn't want to come here. But what changed in the week? Because like, last week you were so adamant about him going to the Cubs. Yeah. You were like, right. no, he's going to the Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. And don't, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to the Cubs. But here, these reports coming out in the last week and – Seeing all these things about rival GMs, a lot of times those are right. A lot of times those things are actually true. And I don't know, I have a hard time seeing that the Red Sox are the front runner and everyone putting that $40 million willing to go over type thing on this. It's hard for me to not turn my tides. And I hate doing that. I'm, I'm so adamant about not doing that. But this kind of situation, I'm re- the more I've read, the more I'm convinced. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought all along that we have a good chance to get him. Which is why I never said, like, he's going to go to the Cubs or he's going to go to this team or that team. Because, you know, I'm all about waiting and seeing. But, I don't know, from, yeah, what I'm reading and Dombrowski really trying to get the owners to let him do what he wants and not worry about the the 30 plus pitchers and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, it looks pretty good in terms of getting him. And I've been on and off with it. I know his playoff record isn't as good. But I have been reading some stuff about how he's, about everyone says he's. A fantastic teammate, which obviously perks my ears up because I'm sick of the attitude guys and I want someone who's good for the clubhouse. And people are claiming he is, and you know he won second, he got second in Cy Young this year, and and I think he's still got a lot left. You know, a left-hander is always good. I think I like Cueto too. But I think Price is probably the best guy, the best pitcher. And having to be lefty really helps. And being a good teammate and being as good as he is, I think that they probably want him. And if they can get him, then that means it would be huge. The two biggest things for me in the situation for Price is, one, he he's pitched in the AL East before. That's the biggest thing to me. He's pitched in the AL East. He knows what it's like to be in this division. He's done well in this division. And two more or less for Johnny Cueto's side of it, is he's a National League guy. I understand he pitched for the Royals for the year, for half the year, but his whole career and most of the numbers that we're banking on looking at into this situation is him pitching in the National League. Now, I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to be too affected by it, but it's enough, I think, in seeing that David Price has already pitched in this division, seeing him do what he's done, and now he's pitched in this division with two different teams with massive amounts of success. 
I think it's worth it. But is it $40 million over bidding worth it? See, now, I think my the way I read this, and don't get me wrong, I think that they're willing to pull the trigger in that situation if it happens. But I think this is them, the reports coming out saying they're willing to do that if they absolutely have to, meaning they're not letting this guy go. Yeah, I think it might be a little foolish to go that much over, but they may since they're so adamant about getting him and pe- people are thinking that we have the best chance of getting him. So it could happen. I Yeah, I just think that they're... I think Cueto's a little too iffy, and I, I, I don't know. I just think that they're going to think that he has too many question marks and not bank the entire future on him being good, like Jared said, being a National League pitcher. And, you know, he's been he's been average some of the time. He's also had some really good years, but it might be a little bit too risky, and I think the price would be less risky, and yeah, the AL East thing is definitely something to look at. I think we're also going to have a repeat of what happened last winter. I think it's going to be another situation between the Cubs and the Red Sox. <laughs> Not again. I think it's what, it's what it sounds like. Am I wrong to say that? It sounds like what it's coming down to. If he said no to Toronto. No, I mean, it, it does sound like it's, it's going to be between Chicago and, the, um, and Boston. It's like deja vu all over again. A year later, we're back in this predicament. And do you think, because of the whole Lester thing last year, do you think or the Red Sox are going to push harder and pursue harder for for price if they really want him they're not gonna if they really want him they're not gonna let this guy go they're not gonna screw it up like they did with Lester see part of me wants to say no because they have their beliefs and we've seen that we've seen their beliefs of not wanting to spend money over a guy over 30 that kind of whole situation that we've talked and beat into the ground but part of me and, and the more part majority part of me wants to say yes I think that's the case I think they see they messed up they didn't get their guy last year and they have a new GM in town who is probably and clearly more willing to say something to the owners than Ben Charrington was. Ben Charrington was their puppet. This guy came in here as Nebrowski, is hired to do the work, and is, that, is hired to be the executor of all of this. Yeah, they hired a GM. I don't care. Dombrowski's the guy, and he's willing to step up to this ownership group and say, look, you guys messed up. We're fixing this. And the ownership group, I think, hired him to fix it. So I think, yes, they're more than willing to let him do what he wants to do. Yeah, I think they will be too, and I don't I, I I don't know how they could sit there and look in the mirror and not say that they messed up with Lester. I, I don't know how blind you could possibly be if if I question them even more than I already questioned them. If if that's the case, I hope they realize that, and I wish they could go back and do that because I'd probably still rather have Lester than Price because Lester's my man. But if you, oh, me too. You gotta, I would rather have Lester. Yeah, if you gotta if you're gonna mess it up, then <laughs> then at least make it right now. Unfortunately, so bring Lester back. That's how you make yeah, it right. Hey, well, that's not happening. As much as I want him back, and he has the stones, beyond stones, to pitch in the playoffs and all that stuff, I think David Price is an adequate fix. I think that he's fi- I'm fine with him if that's your replacement for Lester. Um, obviously, they didn't do anything last year. But this year now, if you add David Price, then you still you have the bullpen with Craig Kimbrell being added. They're probably not going to be done with that. Um, you might get an arm back and a Hanley trade to help the bullpen as well. So... Look, I'm all for David Price. I'm honestly even okay with them spending the $40 million higher than the next bidder to get him. I'm all for that. Screw it. Spend the money. That's such a waste of $40 million, though, if you don't need to go that high. <laughs> okay. Like, I, if, just but give my, him $10 okay. million more, and I'll be like, okay, I'll, give me $1 million more. Okay. <laughs> the only problem with them coming out in this report coming out is now David Price knows they're willing to do that, if that's true. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. So now David Price will go, 
Well, I'll come to Boston if you give me the $40 million extra you told everyone else you'd be willing to do to give me. Yeah, that is crappy that came out, isn't it? So, like, wouldn't that, that wouldn't David Price be dumb not to say that to the Red Sox? Well, I mean, you said you'd spend $40 million over this. The uh, Cubs are offering me 7 and 180 What are you going to give me? Like, And that's why yeah. they're going to get Johnny Cueto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Johnny Cueto, we can move on. We can kind of tie it together. Johnny Cueto turned down a deal. Because he's coming to Boston. <laughs> Now, the deal was six years and 120. Mind you, Zimmerman signed for five and 110. I think Johnny Cueto deserves more money than Jordan Zimmerman. So, if he turned down a six year and 120 million deal, is it going to take more than that? Or did Johnny Cueto turn this deal down just because he didn't want to go to Arizona? I think it could be a little of both. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, six years, that's a long time to commit to somebody who's 30 years old. But um, I think. Maybe a lot. I think most of it is he didn't want to play for the Diamondbacks. I think he knows where he wants to go, and I mean it's not six year one twenty. That's not terrible, but he does deserve more than Jordan Zimmerman. And I think, like, I don't think he wants to be pitched for the Diamondbacks. I wouldn't want to, but did did Cueto turn this deal down before Zimmerman signed? I think it was a yes, right? I don't think so. No, I think it was, it was after. after. It was after, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I wonder if he got. I wonder if he got the actual offer before or after, though. That's a good question. Because I'm curious to see maybe he was waiting on it and then heard Zimmerman's numbers and said, "Oh, if he got, if he got that, I deserve more than six and one twenty. That's possible. I think it's I think it's more yeah the team because I mean yeah he'll probably he'll probably get more than they offered him. But since he's been in the Reds for his entire career until the last three months of the season last season, he's probably tired of being on crappy teams. And the Diamondbacks aren't crappy, but they're very average and. Yeah. You know he average. Wants- you think you want? I don't know if he wants to necessarily go to the Red Sox, but he wants to go to a good team. Who? Where do? You, okay, Jess, because I know Lauren answered. <laughs> Jess, where do you think Johnny Cueto actually lands? Oh jeez, I hate Boston. these questions. <laughs> uh, I hate these questions. I don't. I have okay. no idea. Let's go with this, Jess. Say David Price comes here. Take David Price off the table. Say Red Sox sign him. That me- most likely means you're not getting Johnny Cueto, because I highly doubt they're going to sign both of them. Right. Where does Johnny Cueto go? You stumped him. Who, who, who are the possibilities? Boston. Um, okay, Boston? not Boston. <laughs> um, I would say, I think the Mariners were rumored in. Um, definitely, I'm assuming the Cubs would be interested. I'm pretty sure his name popped up with the Cubs. Um, I think the Reds were interested in bringing him back. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't. I, I think the Royals had interest, but probably not because they can't afford them. Um, and I'd probably throw in Toronto. I wouldn't be shocked if Toronto looks into him because if Price doesn't want to come back, they need someone. Well, out of those teams, I would say the Mariners, and they're not necessarily that good either. But with him and Felix Hernandez, they probably they have more potential to be good than maybe some of those other teams that you mentioned. So, out of those ones that you just said, I'd say the Mariners. See, I like that fit. I think. The thing is, I think the Mariners, too, um, didn't were supposed to be good, um, and they just kind of underperformed. Everyone, a lot of people picked them to make the playoffs and be that pick. They almost made the playoffs in 2014, and they didn't, and people expected them to grow from that. And um, I think that they would benefit from adding a second arm like that. I think if he doesn't go here, he's going to the Cubs, because I don't think Theo will miss out on two guys. And he needs that third pitcher. Hmm. Because they're not that good behind Arietta and Lester. 
No, they're not having like Kyle Hendricks pitch game three. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, and they have, they're going to have to go through Mets pitching again. You I guarantee you that's probably a good chance of happening again in the next year's NLCS. Yeah, I, I, the Mariners need him too, though, because they need someone else with Felix. But maybe they're not going for winning. I don't know. <laughs> it also depends on if if I think if Cueto gets an offer from the Cubs, he probably takes it. Because that's a good situation. Mm. And actually, team, yeah. Do you think he turned it down because he's waiting to see what price signs for by any chance? Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked by probably. that. He, I mean, obviously he's going to get more than Zimmerman, and he was the first one to go. But kind of thinking back, like maybe he wants to see what price can get, so he can say, "Price got this. I want this." Look, I think that Zimmerman going first doesn't really change the price or the Cueto market. I think Jim, Zimmerman going first kind of proves what the market is for price. It's a high number. It's a high number, and it's higher than what Zimmerman got. The, ti- the Tigers knew they wanted Zimmerman, clearly. They didn't go after anyone else. They went after Zimmerman. This is them, re- I, realistically, this is them replacing Max Scherzer because they didn't really do that last year. They kind of just went with what they had. Um, so now, since the Nationals and them just switched pitchers, this is who they wanted, and they got him. And Zimmerman said, screw it, I'll go to Detroit. Um, so that's an ad for them. I think that him signing set the bo- the floor. No one's getting lower than what Zimmerman got out of the out of the, the big, big fish, fishes right. out of the big fish in the free agent market for pitching. He's probably going to be the low number out of all the big ones, right? Am I wrong on that? Probably not. No, it makes sense. He's he was the lower the lower tier of the three of them. Because I would say he's two A, not like one B. He'd probably be the, the the lead of the next tier, not the bottom of the. I don't even think he's bottom of the top tier. I think he's. Class act of the second tier of starting pitching. I don't necessarily agree, but I did see an article that said that he's not going to be able to perform for five years, and that it's going to be a bad move for them overall. And uh, so that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, because uh, how old is he? I don't know how old he is. How old is he? Twenty-nine. Yes. Twenty-nine. Okay, so he's they're signing him just before thirty. And if you stick to the Red Sox guns, then that's a bad, that's a decent deal because he's not 30. But, um. <laughs> but he almost is. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I think the Zimmerman deal is an okay deal. It's not a terrible amount of money. The Tigers needed a pitcher, and you knew he would go for about that much. It was going to be over 100 mil. That's the total, this for the total contract. So, I'm not really shocked by that deal. Now, Johnny Cueto. If Zimmerman signs for 5 and 110, I think Johnny Cueto's getting like 6 or 7 for 160. Oof. No wonder he turned down the <laughs> Diamondbacks deal. Yeah, Price is get, Okay, Price is getting over $200 million. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. Look at Lester's contract last year. It was yeah, well, it was 6 and What was it? 6 and 155 with the option for 7 and like 180, which would have made it like 170 something 180. Is Price really worth 50 more million than that? If you, if you, well, if you include the seventy, okay, put it for seven years and make it equal to that. Lester was seven in like one seventy something, extra thirty mil, get him to two hundred for seven years. I wouldn't be shocked if that's his number. This is way too much money for anybody. It is, but think Who realistically. That? Can we have like a billionth of that? The president of the United States deserves that, so he doesn't get Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Um, look, that's realistically, I think that's the ballpark you're thinking. So I think Johnny Cueto's thinking the same thing. And he said, screw that, I'm not taking $120 million. I'm going to get so much more than that from a team who's going to win. Like, Yeah, that was smart on his part to turn that down. I think the Diamondbacks lowballed him and just said, you know, we're going to throw a number. And just, if you want to come, come. If, if not, whatever. Right. And he clearly he didn't. He wants to be patient with this. He doesn't want to deal with 
just taking a number and getting out of there. So I think he's going to be six or seven years, 150, 160. He's going to be up there. Yeah, probably. I have a uh, Chris Young update. Ken Rosenthal's reporting that it's two years. No number yet, but two years. Two years? Okay, right. I'm okay with that. Updated on the show. Yay! Woo! Woo-hoo. Nice of that to come out before um, we finish. <laughs> yeah. So, so two years, I'm okay with that. So we're just waiting on the number, the uh, the money number now, but two years it is. So Two years is cool with me. Yeah. That's for that's sure. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. And then it's probably going to be like, what, like six, six to ten million, anywhere in that range a year. That's what I'm thinking. Fair enough. Which it wouldn't be terrible. I'm okay with that. Um, so, Jess, I want I want to know. Obviously, you'd rather David Price. I'm assuming. I know that. And Lauren would rather Johnny Cueto. I know that. If it came down to paying $40 million more than the highest bidder, would you say screw it and take Johnny Cueto? For say, for say how much money I was talking. Like six or seven years, 150, 160. Um, no, I'd still say get Price. I'm just not sold on... Oh. I'm not sold on Cueto's consistency, and he's not. He's so all over the place, and I love how he did in the playoffs, but it's just, I don't know, the inconsistency of his whole career is concern, concerns me enough to, welcome to, enough to not welcome get Welcome to the dark side, yes. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about this the last couple of weeks, and I'm kind of I'm turning a little bit from what I thought before. Love it. Love it. Welcome. We never agree, so I'll take it. I know, this, this feels really weird. I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about it. How's it feel, feel over there on an island, Lauren? How's it feel? It feels great. <laughs> yep, I'm loving it. You and Bruce, man. You and Bruce. Me and Brucey. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bruce is Lawrence Jeep. <laughs> I was going to say, my dad listened to this. He'd be like, why are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> me and Bruce on the island. Oh, man. And some rum. Don't forget about the rum. Yep. Bruce loves rum. Bruce, rum, and Lauren. Good combo. But I will uh, say, though, if we don't get price, I'll take Quato. If we exhaust, oh, yeah, we exhaust all that option. Well, you can't come if on the was- island, then. <laughs> too little, too late at that point. If it was, if it was David Price and Johnny Cueto, and you couldn't get David Price, obviously I'm going to take Johnny Cueto. But then at that point, like Lauren said, we're going to be the ones fishing, treading water, and she's not going to throw out the buoy, and we're not going to be saved. We're not going to be allowed on that island. Nope. But Lauren, I want to. What are, are you not worried about its inconsistency at all? No, I'm not because I mean last year what, was he 11, 13, or something. Yeah, like it was four and seven with the Royals. Um, but overall, it was like eleven yeah, and something. I got it it uh, was very yeah, eleven and thirteen. Yeah, and it was very close to John Lester's record, if not the same thing. I think John Lester was eleven and thirteen, and his ERA is really good. His ERA doesn't mirror what his record is. He strikes out the batters, and he can pitch in the playoffs, and that's a big thing. The only thing that scares me about David Price, and it's a big thing, is that comment he made. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he talked about. The game he pitched, I forget what series it was. I think it was the ALCS, and he was talking about how he felt like a like a rubber duck. He compared himself to like a duck on the water, whereas up top he looked so calm, but underneath the surface he was like his feet were flapping a mile a minute. Mm. Did you hear that? I think so. I yeah, that comment does that comment does scare me. The fact that he was wi- willingly open to admit that he was freaking out inside about pitching in the playoffs. Um that scares me, but I'm still okay with it because I think that coming here, having I know we I know I don't like John Farrell as a manager, but with him and Tori Luvillo, those guys are too good, and John Farrell knows his pitching. I think you can calm him down, and I think it will work out. Well, being a good teammate is what really really pushed me a little more to his side because I mean yeah, I, I assume if if that was said you know by multiple people, it's 
it's probably true. And yeah, the playoff thing does does worry me with Price, but I think not knowing really how Cueto pitches in the American League concerns me even more than that. It's a big deal. I mean, it's it's a, yes, he pitched great in the World Series against an AL team, but the rest of the season in the AL he was crap. And he and as we know, he pitched the Reds with the Reds for the other seven years of his career, which is not an AL team and not a good team. Period. So yeah, I just I w- I want more of him in the AL before I want him on my team in the AL as my ace. Mm-hmm. No, I, I yeah, I I think David Price is the better fit. Like you said, he's pitching this division with two different teams now, and we know it can happen. Plus, the division is still not going to be great. Like, it's not like it's going to be a dominating division. I think the Blue Jays are still in the class. Well, you have to give them being the class of the division going in. But you don't. You take off David Price off that team, and you're right back to where they started needing pitching. So I think adding David Price to the Red Sox is a huge step up. Um, and clearly, the way their lineup was playing early later in the year, I think the offense is going to come around quicker than it did last year. Lauren, are you are you not worried about Cueto's lack of AL experience either? No, not really. I mean, yeah. he pitched. I mean, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm I not saying change your opinion. I'm just curious about all these <laughs> questions because I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yes, I don't. Um, I know Lauren doesn't think so either. I don't think it's as big of a factor as people make it out to be, but I just think it's there. And whether if you're comparing David Price to Cueto, that's why I bring it up because it's a difference when you talk, compare the two of them. I mean, yeah, of course. Like it sure is in the back of my head that he doesn't have a ton of AL experience, but he came to the AL and he led his team to the World Series and pitched really well. And I wouldn't say led his team. Well, no, I shouldn't say led his team. He but led his he, team in the playoffs. He didn't lead his team to the playoffs. No, but he <laughs> did. He pitched really well. He picked this team up, and he just I don't like that. His two game or two game, his two hit shutout in game two was just like so dominant. He was so poised, and just the way he handles himself, I think it's just he'll be fine in the AL. I think he's just fine. He's a good fit. He's a good <laughs> fit for Boston. He's a good fit for the AL. Not that I, not that I don't want David Price here. I just. I want Johnny Cueto a little bit more. Let's just get them both and settle this. Let's just take them both. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with that. Get mm, over to if, Hanley, get them too, so it'd be perfect. If we do get Cueto, then I hope you're right about everything you just said. I hope you're right too. <laughs> be totally okay. But I don't think it's... If you I'm are. still not letting you on the island. <laughs> I know. I'll just. I'll, but it's fine, I'll keep the rum to myself. I won't bring you extra rum. <laughs> it's, it's an island. How are you going to get there? I have, I have the Bruce. But I, I'll have the rum. Bruce can go get me rum. Is the rum going to get Bruce you there? Get you go rum. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's move on, because this is going to go back and forth forever, and we don't need that to happen. Um, earlier, Jess, we talked about the Mariners, and that's what kind of sparked me mm-hmm. for that conversation I put in. Um, the Mariners weren't that good last year, and they were supposed to be. And their star, Robbie Cano, is not happy. Um, there were reports coming out. I don't know how I forgot about this. We should have, we should, definitely should have had this on the show, but yeah. I couldn't. I totally forgot about it. Um there are reports coming out. He's not happy, and he wants to go back to the Yankees. He signed a really big contract for over like a seven-year deal, eight-year deal. I don't remember like, the parameters of it. It was a really big contract, and that was only like two years ago. He can't just come out and say that. Like he wants to go back to the Yankees now. Yeah, he's an idiot. He should have maybe you know thought about that before he signed that huge deal with the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, and and the the number the Yankees offered him weren't wasn't small by any means. And he's got to know when he signs that deal. Seattle's not going to be like New York. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you signed this deal with the Mariners. You didn't sign it with a, a team that's going to be amazing. And you're going from the Yankees to the to the Mariners. You go to a bigger ballpark for a team that's not going to win, and you expect the locker room to be fun and the atmosphere to be okay. 
and is not. They're not winning over there for a reason. Both years. Yeah, they're not winning over there for a reason. Like something's up, and I don't know why he'd ever thought that it'd be better in that situation. And any idiot could have told this guy, "You're dumb to leave New York," but he didn't. And he like couldn't wait too. He was he was excited about it. Yeah, he was pumped. He was ready. He was like, "I'm out of here." So yeah. I think it was the dollar signs. I think he felt he was he was disrespected by the Yankees from their offer because Seattle was willing to go pay him more. Seattle knew that's what it was going to take to let him make him out of get him out of New York. Right. And I remember when I heard him sign with Seattle, I was shocked. I really was because I expected him to stay with the Yankees. I think everyone did. Yeah, um, he seemed like a Yankees I, lifer at the time. Yeah, he did. he did. He definitely did. He seemed like the guy, the face of the Yankees to replace Jeter when he retired. That guy. He he was supposed to be that guy. Um, and he saw the green and ran for it. Now he realizes money's not everything. He hates not winning. The contract is good for him, yes, but he's playing in a terrible locker room with a team that underprodu- underproduces every year, and now he expects to w- cry and whine about it and get his way. He's not going to do that. He's not coming back to New York. Well, do you think part of it that he wants out of it is because he's going to first base? Like, they want to shift him over to first base? Probably. I'd be a little mad. Can- he could probably play first base. <laughs> can we br- well, I'll bring him here. I'll take him. Let's bring him and play first base. <laughs> it was- oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that was a 10-year ten- a deal. Oh my ten god! Years, ten years, two hundred forty million. So he still has eight yeah. years and one hundred ninety-two million left, and now he already wants yeah. out. Like and he wants out. Oh, he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, it's that's stupid to me. And he's, I don't want to, I don't know how to say this because it sounds weird, but I really enjoy it when say someone it. like chases the money and they're like so into it, like oh yeah, all this money, and then they realize, oh wait, I'm not happy. Like I don't, I don't well, wish you, I'm happy. You enjoy same. people's pain. You enjoy someone's pain. That's Good. What, okay, exactly. What I was trying right. not to say. <laughs> Darn yeah, it. Well, you enjoy people's pain. There you go. Uh, no, what I'm saying is that I, when people are just so money oriented, money focused, and then once they realize, oh wait, money's not everything. It's kind of like a big slap in the face. Like oh, maybe you should have realized that before you did that. It is. It's great. I enjoy it. Don't worry. You're welcome to the dark side again, Jess. Join me. <laughs> I don't know. We have I, our own. I don't island. wish pain on anybody. I just. We have our own island. Dollar signs. Not a fan. They. This is not surprising to me, but the fact that it's coming out is hilarious. Um, and obviously, I don't think he can expect to be dealt. I don't think the Mariners want to deal him. Um, we'll see how bad it gets this year. If this plays out to affect his play, maybe he stops playing. I don't know what's going to happen, but I thought it was worth bringing up. Do you guys think he lasts in Seattle all of next year? No. It's a long contract. I, mean, I, I don't think so, but then again, 10 years when you have $100,000 billion left in your contract, it's hard to get out of that. But if he really wants out, he's not. he'll, he'll get out. But Do you think the Yankees deal for him? No. I think the Mets deal for him? Then I'll bring it back to David Murphy. I do that all the time. They're not bringing it back to Andrew Murphy. Yeah, I mean, that, can, that can be a possibility. That's just a lot of money that Seattle's probably going to have to eat. It if is. He, I agree. If he does get out of there, then I'll lose even more respect for him than I already have because having that much left on your contract... First of all, you're an idiot for signing for that long. And two, if 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 he is bad enough to actually like get dealt because he's like a problem to the team, then that just like shows no class and that he's like a pathetic whiner that he can't even play out a situation that he got himself into. If he whines that much, then my god. <laughs> well, he's clearly not a good locker room guy because if he was, he wouldn't have said a thing, anything. Right. And he wouldn't be because clearly. This was either this was leaked or someone saw him moping and complaining, and then someone like I don't know how it came out, but 
something happened, and Robbie Cano clearly did not censor his displeasure for that team, and now he wants back in New York. Probably not going to happen. Um, so have fun in the West Coast, buddy. You're going to keep losing. I, whenever whenever reports come out that someone's not happy or they're complaining or they want to get traded, that never that never ends well. Just keep that stuff to yourself. Never yeah, it's never tough. is good. It's so bad. Um, let's let's move on real quick before we get out of here for the week, though, because I know we want to continue with the positional preview. Again, the written coverage positional preview was all put up, and we, it's all polished, and you can read it on com in the Red Sox section. We all did a part, and it was great. Um, let's do pitching and DH tonight, guys. Um, DH kind of obvious for the most part this year. Um, David Ortiz all the way, except his days off. I don't think there's any other way around that one, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to just very much enjoy his every at-bat this season. Have to. Yeah, it's definitely nice to know that. It's nice to know this is last year so that we can, you know, take everything in. And... Yeah, because it's nice to know, like you said, Jess, because what if next year, end of the year we'll go, oh, well, I didn't get a game last year, but we'll get to it next year. And then he goes, eh, I'm done. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then go, oh, wait, God, what? I was going to go, but I, I no, oh... And then it's just yeah, well, and you get a lot of a lot of, <laughs> a lot of a lot of guilt carried over for if you didn't know. So it's nice to know, and you get out, I'm gonna get out there as many times as I can. Um, it, it'll be a good year. So there you go. That's DH obvious. Couldn't really assume that. We'll probably get Hanley a couple times here and there. You might get Travis Shaw a couple times here and there. But overall, I think you got uh, you got David Ortiz for the bulk of 2016, like always. Um, other spot pitching. Obviously, we just went in length about who we want as a starting pitcher. So we don't really need to go into that, but underneath whoever is the ace guys, there's still a lot of question in this rotation. Yeah, I wonder who, because there are a lot of options. I had a lot of guys pitch last year. You got so you got Clay Buckholz, you got Joe Kelly, you got Rick Porcello, Eduardo Rodriguez, Wade Miley, Henry Owens, Wade Miley. There's a lot of options. <laughs> so yeah, and they're all mediocre. And you can only have five pitchers. Well, you can have six if you really want to, but most likely you have five pitchers. So they really gotta they really gotta weed around and see who they want. That's why I believe I really believe some like they might trade a couple of those arms and maybe get another starting pitcher. Do you think Kelly will end up in the bullpen? Uh, I don't know. He's so confusing to me. He really complicated everything he, by doing so well at the end of the season. I know. I was so yeah. I was so gung ho with yes, yes, put him in the bullpen, and then like you said, Jess, he pitched so well that it's like so hard to not give him another shot as a starting pitcher going into spring training. Yeah. Now everyone's like, hmm, is that Joe Kelly or is he is he coming into Coming into his own and going to be a pitcher like that, or was that just a Jackie Bradley Jr. flash in the pan where he was ridiculously good and better than he actually is, and then he falls back to earth? Hard to know. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is no. I think he'll be in the rotation. Maybe give him one more shot, and if he doesn't cut it again, then get him out of there. I think he's rotation or trade bait. So who's the odd man out? Like, say going into the season, we get an ace, whether it's Price or Cueto, and we have Buckles, Miley, and the others that we named. Who doesn't get into the starting rotation come opening day. See, now, but you, when I think about it, I lean towards Joe Kelly only because when you look into it, it, it would be, say, say you signed David Price, just for purposes of this. It would be, you'd have probably David Price, Porcello, uh, Rodriguez, um, who am I missing? Wade Miley, and who did I miss? Owens. Henry Owens. And Henry Owens. I think Henry Owens is in the rotation. I think he's got man out at this point. You think so? At this point, yeah. I think it's between Henry Owens and Joe Kelly for the fifth spot. And they have to decide what they'd rather What do. about Wade Miley? Did you say... I said, oh, you, didn't I say Wade Miley? Yeah, yeah, you put him in there. Okay. I so. Yeah, I think he deserves... I think Miley definitely deserves to be there. 
because he was he was like the most consistent pitcher all year. He pitched all the starts. He had a decent record, and he did his job. So he did what we expected him to do. No one else did. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's why he deserves he deserves to pitch again because <laughs> if because he pitched like mediocre pitchers should have done, <laughs> and he earned that mediocre title. And if they got rid of that, then that just wouldn't be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's left and he's lefty. So let's be honest, it's nice having a lefty. It is. Which is what you're going to be pretty lefty. Uh, if you sign David Price, you have three lefties in your rotation. Which is why I think that Owens is the odd man out, because that's four. Yeah, that's fair, too. Which, and you're going to have two crappy right-handers. Oh. Well, God. three if you had Joe Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Rick Porcello was really good this year. That would just be fantastic. He's Okay, I will give him credit. He pitched a little better last year. When he came back from injury, claimed he was really healthy, got Dombrowski back. He pitched pretty well. But he's got to be so much better than even that. Oh, when they pay him $20 million a year, he better be better than what he was. Yeah, he's got a lot to prove coming into spring training and if oh, yeah. opening day, just the whole season. He's got a lot to prove. So, I mean, so does Kelly, but like Kelly has less on his shoulders because he pitched so well before he went down with injury. And Porcel is supposed to be better than Kelly. Exactly. Well, that's why we're paying him $20 million a year. Right. Yeah, it's, this it's is, really, he's really got to bring it this year. We need to rely on him to be that pitcher. This is obviously all lingering on what who you get as a starting pitcher, you know? Sure. Because I think if, if he gets price, you're paying more, and you're probably less leaning to bring in another guy. If you get Cueto, you might be more leaning to trade for another guy, who, or, or just sign a lower-tier starter off the free agent market. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it depends on who they who falls first and who comes here. Um, does this bullpen need any more construction? Like what's going? We haven't really talked about this. Obviously, Craig Kimbrell was signed, so you have Tazawa, Koji, and Kimbrell, probably in that order, 7-8-9. But what's behind them? Joe Kelly. You lost Rich Hill. <laughs> Do you think they'd entertain putting Henry Owens out there? No. Then he could be a good long reliever. I don't think he'd want. I mean, I don't think Joe Kelly wants to be in the bullpen either. But I don't. I think Owens has more potential to be a starter than if you had to pick and choose. You know, I'm, I'm putting Kelly in the bullpen over Owens. Does Stephen Wright get a crack out there this year again oh, as a long reliever? Forgot about him. Yeah, definitely. Good. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't mind a knuckleball coming out of the bullpen. To counter Lauren's point, though, I feel like Owens would be more willing to go to the bullpen than Kelly would, because he's younger and kind of. I feel like he'll just do whatever. I feel like he's kind of free spirited. I feel like he wouldn't mind going to the bullpen if there wasn't a spot in the rotation. Yeah, I think he. I mean, it's it's that or leave, and I think he likes it here. That's the thing. I think he does like it here, so I think that you just have to figure out. Um, What's going on in that situation? What do we know about Craig Breslow? Is he come, has he said? Have they said he's not coming back? I read I something about him a while ago. I don't remember. Yeah, I, just, uh, I haven't even really heard that name thrown around much. Because I, I mean, I don't really like the guy as a pitcher. Um, he was so clutch in 2013, though. I know it's so, it's so hard, and it might. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back. I don't know. Um, obviously, Brandon Cook's gone. That was his first name, right? Ryan Cook. Ryan Cook, thank you. I always, I don't know why I do that. Um, the same reason why Ryan I call Cook. Daniel Murphy David Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's, the, it's the familiar. It's the familiar names. Um, Cook's gone. He went to the Cubs, if I'm right. Thank God. Uh, Gene Maki, his situation. He's not gone. He's wait. He He's gone, gone, right? He's gone. Yeah. Yes. Um, who am I missing? Who was in the bullpen last year? A bunch of terrible players. Bunch of no names who probably went in the bullpen. So realistically, you have those three listed for who are the core three at the back of the bullpen. Probably Stephen Wright. That's four. You probably need more than four arms. I, you got to think that's got to be the first priority behind signing David Price. 
Yeah, you need guys to fill up the the middle innings if the starter can't go deep, which Stephen Wright would be really good at. Yeah, absolutely. But you probably don't want to rely yeah. on just him. And I think I think Stephen Price did well enough last year that he deserves that shot. I think he pitched pretty consistently last year at the times he was in. Yeah, uh, he definitely did. Heath Hembry was another guy we had last year. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, and Matt Barnes. Oh, my God. Oh, and, <laughs> Tom, and Tommy Lane. The forgotten bullpen. No way Ramirez. Matt Barnes. Robbie Ross Jr. Oh, Robbie <laughs> Ross Jr. Oh, please get rid of Robbie Ross Jr. Oh, he was good as a closer. I liked him. Oh, no. No, no. Probably don't want to rely on him, but... don't like Robbie Ross Jr. <laughs> at all. Jonathan Aro, too. We had a lot of pitchers. Oh, what about um Alexi Uganda? Oh, yeah, him, too. He's um, gone, Workman? right? Yeah, he's, yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think they got rid of him. What about Workman? Oh, yeah, he's coming oh. off his injury. He can be valuable if he can stay healthy. That's yeah, because he, um, he was hurt for most of the year. Yeah, he missed almost the entire year. So I'm intrigued to see where they go. But I think where, I think Workman's on this team. Um, yeah, Gondo's a free agent. Oh, Gondo's gone. He's not coming back. Please don't bring him yeah, back. He was terrible. He was Way so Way too many home runs. Yeah, no, he just sucked. Like, even if they were winning, I assumed we were going to lose the game when they put Ogando in. Like, he's bad. Yeah, the only one. He's so bad. Same with Gene Maki. I didn't trust him either. I wanted to like him, but he was I did too, but good. he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't good. Oh, man. All right, I guess we'll leave it at that. You guys have anything else you want to chime in for the uh, positional preview? Johnny Cueto. Okay. Don't worry, Well, <laughs> if these pitchers pitch to their capabilities, you have a really good start in rotation. I know we said that last year too, but we can always hope. Okay, but if they actually if they actually put an ace in front of it, there'll be less expectations. Right. And I think that either way, we're getting an ace out of whoever's left on the free agent market. So I think it's by having an ace, we're going to have a solid rotation because we're going to have that leader, we're going to have that voice in the in the clubhouse and just leading, showing how just like getting it started, getting the pitching started, and getting them rolling and getting on the right track. So I think an ace is going to be very valuable. Yeah, I definitely don't think Dombrowski's going to mess up this one and not get an ace like we did last year. Because last year we, we kept thinking we were going to get an ace, and it didn't happen. So um, this year I think that Dombrowski's the guy that's going to fall through. I think Price is going to be the guy I, I expect. To, I don't I don't want to say expect him to be here, but I'd be shocked now if not hearing all these reports. Um, Price or Cueto, I think you're getting one of them. And obviously you can throw Granky in the mix as well. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Granky goes back to the Dodgers. I wouldn't be surprised either. He wants to be there. He likes in the National League. He just wants more money. He just wants more money. Yeah. I mean, And he's going to get it. He's going to get can't it. can't blame the guy. Why does money control everything? Because money's... The root of all uh, evil. Yes, yeah, there you go. It. There it is. That's the good way. That's, the, way that's the nice way to put it. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're right. But there you go. That's the show for the week. We can stop there. We don't need to talk about Johnny Cueto anymore because I'm sick of Lauren just praising Johnny Cueto. That's, we'll wait until <laughs> next week. <laughs> Okay. We'll wait till something happens. I mean, even though who knows, it might happen before the winter meeting, so we might actually get to praise it next week. But we'll see. Do you guys think it'll, this a big pitcher will fall at the winter meetings? Probably, right? Oh yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. When, who goes first? Price. Cueto. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think Price is going first. Ooh. I think Price is going. Yeah, first. yeah. You should disagree. I think Price sets the market. Um, I think he's going first wherever he may fall. Um, 
Even though I wouldn't shock me either because Cueto already got an offer. So right. that could be speeding up his process too. So we'll see what happens there. Um, of course, this week, like every week, was brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get 50 bucks off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter that promo code Celtics and you can get some comfy mattresses for free. Well, not free. For $50 off. Sorry, I jumped the gun on that one. Um, I wish they were free. Cause I'd, I'd have like 10 and just layer them around my, my bedroom and just have a nice mattress-filled bedroom if they were free. Or you just lay but, them out throughout your house and just like every room you walk into, there's one. Because hey, that'd be nice too. <laughs> do, the sh- do the show on a company ma- Casper mattress and then get up and go eat dinner on another one. It'd be a great situation. Yeah, yeah uh, the shower way, roll into one and out of the shower. <laughs> but, like instead of a shower rug, just have a Casper mattress sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> That would be the life. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. Anyway, there you go. That's the show for the week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, of course, at Red Sox underscore beat. New Twitter handle. So if you haven't been on Twitter in a while and you think you're following us, you're probably not because we changed the Twitter handle. So double check. And if you're not, go hit that follow button. Uh, Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast. Haven't gone anywhere there. Uh, Google Plus, all that good stuff. Don't forget iTunes and Stitcher. iTunes, again, we ask you every week. Rate, review, and subscribe. Share the word. Spread the word. Get our clicks up. We always appreciate more new listeners if you can keep up with us, which I think most of you have for a while now. So us in our craziness. Um, so we appreciate all that, of course. And uh, so hopefully we have some more news to talk about, guys, next week because some news fell on our lap this week. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll leave you a do for the week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week for Jess Thomas and Lauren Campbell. I'm Jared Scally. This is Red Sox Beat on CNS Radio. Talk to you soon.